Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 906. This episode is Dion Cole, uh, a comedian I adore. Super funny guy. Who uh, I was so glad to get on the show. He was great when he came on at midnight, but he's also a guy who is working on so many things. Like everything. And I love <laughs> I love to see people. I just I relate to people yeah. who work their asses <laughs> off because you just have to now if you want to get anything going, you know? But he's working on a million shows. Uh, he's on Blackish, which is uh, comes back October 3rd at 9 p.m. on ABC. Uh, he has a game show, Face Value, which is executive produced by Wanda Sykes, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on BET. He also has The Stand-Ups on Netflix, yeah. uh, which is streaming now, which is a group of it great stand-up comics. Everyone's doing, I think everyone's doing like, uh, is everyone doing a half hour? Half hour, really. Yeah, everyone's yeah. doing a half hour. Um, and then he's got Grownish, which is a spinoff of Blackish, which is coming to Freeform. And uh, anyway, I love Dion, and uh, he has so many great insights into comedy, and he's been doing comedy a long time. And uh, and I think you will enjoy this episode about the creative process. Uh, do you want to promote anything for the corkboard before yeah, we get into this? We got a couple things. Uh, Shannon Bonactic, Bon, she, you know she she wrote how to pronounce it, and I'm still having trouble. Bonatakis. Can I see uh, that? Yeah. Uh, she wrote how to pronounce it. And I still have trouble. I, I think said it in my head. I think she, you know, <laughs> promise she didn't give you what the stress syllable was. That's true. I'm gonna guess Bonatakis. Bonatakis. Yeah. All right, Shannon Bonatakis. She's a painter most known for her frequent involvement in the pop culture art scene and for her collaborations with Disney. Her very first solo show is coming up, and she wants some help spreading the word. Hauntings is a collection of female portraits featuring wayward spirits, witchcraft, supernatural entities, and a general festive Halloween theme. Its uh, opening reception is October 6th at. Uh, gallery 1988 in LA, which is a super great gallery. Yep. Super fun. So it'll be there for a while, so you can go check it out there. Also, uh, Sean Tis- Tischler writes, My father worked for Radio Shack for over 30 years. I literally grew up in, the se- in a series of Radio Shack stores. I was actually in one of those super unsafe 1970s playpens in the back room next to the lantern batteries. I'm working on a documentary to tell the story of Radio Shack through the glory days. Oh, fuck. That sounds great. It great? It's titled uh, Shackers. The Life of Radio Shack. You can check it out on Facebook or Google Radio Sh- 
or just Google uh, Radio Shack documentary and it'll appear. They are currently running Indiegogo to help uh, to help them make it. So if you go to Indiegogo and you just type in Shack Doc or Shackers, I'm sure it will come up. But I love that idea. That sounds. I mean, Radio Shack when I was growing up was really. It was yeah. That was a technological wonderland. I remember I got a Radio Shack remote controlled car. That was the best remote control car I ever had when I was a kid. Like we had it for ten years. It worked the entire time, and it was it was the best. I mean, I, Radio Shack always promised us like it was it was always like right in the precipice of robots in your house. Yeah. Uh, even though they never actually, the robots didn't really do much of anything. It was still just the promise of it. Yes. Was great. But yeah, you go to Indiegogo.com, you type in Radio Shack, or The Life of Radio Shack, a documentary, you can donate and help that project happen. Excellent. Thank you, Sean Tischler. And uh, here's the Nurse Podcast number 906 with Dion Cole. Katie, roll the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh yeah, this incredible. Are, are they like really? I'm, I'm not trying to. Sure, sure, that. sure. Is it really pricey over here? Um, I mean, you know, it's an interesting area because yes and yes, but no, because this area is, um, it, it's been through a lot of ups and downs mm. over that. Like it was. You know, in the 20s, it was 30s, 40s, it was really nice. And then in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it was not as nice. And so a lot of shitty houses got built or a lot of people inherited nice houses that just went into disrepair. And then in the 90s and early 2000s, it all started coming back. Mm. I mean, a um, a friend of mine in the early 90s bought a really nice house up, up here for just a few hundred grand. And now it's worth a ton, you know. So it's just like it all came back, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's great because it's really quiet. But you're a minute from everything. That's what I loved. Yeah. Like when I came here, I was like, "Where am I going? <laughs> like this is crazy. <laughs> like what is this?" So, yeah, it's yeah, a good. It's, I gotta take. I'm definitely check this place out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this area. Out. It's this good. I, I highly recommend it. And there's a lot of. It's a great neighborhood. There's mm-hmm. a lot of. You know, you're close to everything. There's a lot of great yeah. restaurants, and it's just—it's really peaceful at night. I it's love it. Really, really, really I pretty love at it. night. I love it. Great. What man. part of town great. are you in? Woodland Hills. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. it's probably far away from everything it's, you do. It's far. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's me and the stars. That's. <laughs> I get to see stars. Anybody come to my house, I'm like there's stars, they like. Still wouldn't work. Just drop. <laughs> I know you can't. You, it's like anything in Woodland Hills is like. Um, oh, I'll come at like ten o'clock at night after traffic. You yeah, know? that's how everybody does, man. <laughs> Do you want to come over at six? No, no. Are you crazy? No, I would never come leave at, at three p.m. to get there by six o'clock. But it, but it's nice. Like once you get out there, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's really nice. peaceful yeah, and yeah, nice it, out there. Yes, I it completely is. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weather's always like. Eight degrees hotter, ten degrees hotter. Than yeah, else. yeah. It's like a resort sometimes out there. Yeah, I know. But you're working on so many different things right now that mm-hmm. it seems like you, you probably will have to be closer. <laughs> yeah, to and that's what I, that's why when I came here, I said this is ideal. 
this yeah. whole area. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what else? What's been going on? You're working on, I know you're doing, damn. You do. I know you're recurring on Blackish. Yes, and then you're doing Collegeish as it's, well. It's called Grownish. 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 Now they changed okay, the they name, changed it. and yes. that's Freeform. Yes, Freeform. Yes, and then uh, the show called Face Value. Wanda Sykes on show. BT. Yep. And uh, still do bits with Conan. Uh, yeah. You know, every every now and then I go and do bits with Conan over at TBS, and then Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca on TBS as well. And then uh, you're and you have half. Then you have a Netflix special. Netflix special called The Stand Ups. That's yep. on right now. That came out July fourth, and today. Uh, Def Jam 25 anniversary. Yeah, Damn. that came out today. So. Everybody should check that out, too. It's really cool. It's like Cat Williams, Chappelle, Steve Harvey, Cedric, um, uh, Kevin Hart. Like, everybody, anybody that's anybody that did Def Jam is on this special. And are you comfortable in that situation, or do you kind of feel like... Hey guys, uh, it's cool for me to be here, right? Uh, right, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, no, no. I, mean, I know you know these guys. Yeah, I've been for a long time. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. No, no, these are greats. I promise you, these are greats. <laughs> but you know, I sit there and I listen to these guys, man. Especially like behind the scenes when they're talking about certain things or whatever. I just sit back and become a sponge, man, <laughs> and just sit back and you know absorb it all. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's amazing being with those guys, especially that I admired them coming up and. And also performing with them is incredible, you know? I've seen, uh, I mean, watching Chappelle work out material over a week is one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. Isn't it? You know, because he'll do, I think he did like three hours, but it doesn't, it never felt long. Yeah. And he's very conversational. Yeah. And you think he's being all casual, and then you come back the next night and you see what he's honed down. Yeah. Like, Shit. He doesn't write anything down. So, <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he retains that much information. I know, right? He knows how to whittle it down. Yo, his mind. It's, it's like his mind is only centered on that. Yeah. Because it seems like it's hard for him to come up with stuff like that, have it organized like that. And still deal with living, you know, (laughs) just walking day to day and remembering to do your laundry and call this person and that person and all that to remember to to have the list of material that he does and the topics that he touch on and the way he does it, you know, all of that is thought out. And it's amazing to watch. I mean, I know it's I mean, I I always I don't think it's necessarily a nice thing to say to go like, oh, it's effortless because everyone has a work process. Yes, they do. But he makes it look it, that's the so thing. It, effortless. It, it, so it doesn't even look like he's trying no. at all. It's just it looks like he's just actually talking to you. And I think that's the gift. You know, I think that's his gift to 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 make it like that. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like a car salesman in a sense. If you, if you, and why was he so calm? How did he? How did he do that effortlessly? Why do I? Why am I sitting up here with three Mercedes? Like, yeah. Every time, every time Chappelle would try to get off stage, the audience would go, "No." So, <laughs> 
All right, and he'd light up another cigarette. <laughs> and they would shout stuff out, and he would just grab onto something. Yeah. And, just and just go with yes, it. Yes, yes, and like every time I've performed with him, you know, like he'll work around. It's been a few times where he's worked around around the city. Him and Darnell Rollins, and they'll call me up and be like, uh, 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 they'll call me up and be like, "Hey, yo, you want to come do a spot?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah, come through and rock." And then just sit back and attend school is what I like. <laughs> what I like to call it, you know. You started in Chicago, right? Chicago, yeah. Good comedy yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago, Southside. Uh, performed all over um, uh, through Chicago. Uh, we had a sketch uh, troupe called The Forgotten City. We used to do at Second City in Chicago. And, yeah, just did all sides of the city, north side, south side, west side, and just, you know, hone my craft. Is the story true that you went up on stage the first time because someone da- bet you fifty bucks? Yeah, yeah, my friend. He was just like he just he he kept saying, "Man, you should do stand up." And I was just like, "I'm not doing no damn stand up." He was like, "Yo, do stand up," and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> and then one day he was just like, "I bet you fifty dollars you won't go on stage." And I was like, "Fifty?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, let's just try it." And I we went to a comedy club and I sat there and watched people on stage, and I was like, "I can I." I think I could do this. <laughs> but they wouldn't let me on for three weeks because oh, there's the list. It was oh, right, long, right, right. And so I couldn't figure out how to get on that list. And I finally got on and never looked back. What material did you do? Man, I just I, I just wrote a joke about me dating this girl in the projects and how I didn't want to walk her to her door. And I had a Sunny Delight joke about... <laughs> <laughs> white kids going in the house just going out through their refrigerator grabbing juice <laughs> I was like not no black white uh, black household you gotta use the water hose on the side that was my closer too that was that was Did like well? that, oh, man, that, that was the best joke I had that was a great that was the greatest joke it, and it was it was nationwide too so I would do like Five minutes of local, and yep. then that one closer joke, you know. Nice. So then, how long? So you, okay. So you go on stage, you get the fifty bucks, and then you go, shit. I think I need to do this all the time now. Yeah, I went home, couldn't sleep. I just laid in the bed, and I was like, "Is this what I'm here to do? Like, like is this like I know? Like this wasn't even on my radar, but I feel like there's nothing else." I can do now. There is absolutely nothing else that I can do. I mean, I went to work the next day and I was at work and people could, I was selling leather coats. People could have walked out with 10, 12 coats and I wouldn't have said nothing because I was just daydreaming, just thinking like, well, what the hell am I doing here? Or what am I doing? Or this is what I should be doing. I mean, it, it, it took over my my whole mind of figuring out that this is what I need to do and how do I get better at this? Yeah. And then, and so did you go back to that same, did you just like find all the clubs in the city and go to like, was it like a seven night a week thing? Yeah, it was just clubs every night. But this dude told me, he was a, he was a fucking hater. He was like, if you bomb, you got to quit. He told me that and I was like this, okay, all right, cool. He was like, so don't bomb. And I, I was doing great, and one day I bombed when nobody laughing at my stuff, so I quit for like for like a month and a half. And then this one comedian saw me in the mall one day, 
And he was like, dude, where you been? Everybody been looking for you. And I was like, ah, oh, I bombed last week. That's <laughs> terrible bomb advice to give someone. <laughs> Quit if you bomb? I was like, man, I bombed about a month and a half no ago. Left if, anyone, if everyone did that. Like, not one. Not one. I know, man. And my friend Tony was like, what the fuck is you talking about? He was like, yo, no, it's all good. He was like, no, you don't no, come back tonight. Meet me at this club tonight. I was like, are you serious? I was like, they're not going to say nothing because I bombed. He was like, get that out your mind. Just be here tonight. And I came that night and I finished doing my stunt. I mean, I went back doing my same bit and they loved it. And I was just like, wow. And I seen that comic. And I said, why did you tell me that? And he was like, I didn't tell you nothing. I was like, you oh, did tell sucks. me that. You liar. You that told me sucks. that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what make you is what break you, too, you know. That's so funny that in your mind you thought, oh, all the best comics have never bombed. Have never bombed in their lives. <laughs> ever. <laughs> these guys are good. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> these that's really guys hard to do. Guys. And to tell the truth, it's like impossible. me. You know <laughs> it is impossible. <laughs> to admit it and walk away. Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, that is, Im- that is absolutely impossible. I mean, is it, what, what type of, were you, what types of rooms were you doing? Were you doing all all types of rooms, alternative rooms, club rooms? I was doing all of them because I, I my thing was, I'm, I feel like if I'm gonna write a joke, it has to be for everyone. Right. I'm not about to write black jokes and then white jokes and then jokes for women and jokes for men. Like it has to like. Without knowing that that's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> this is what I thought on my own. Right. Like, yo, I'm going to make sure everybody get this joke. Right. So I won't have to write. it. Actually, I'd be writing less if I do that. Right. So that was my thought process. And so I just always made sure I worked all rooms. If it worked in this drug-infested bar on the south side of Chicago. It has to also work on Lincoln Avenue up north in Chicago in front of all these yuppies and right. stuff. So I just made sure that it worked on both ends. And so I just kept doing that and kept doing it, not knowing that that will help me later on. Right. You know? Because a lot of the black comics, they stay south, and the white comics, they stay that way. But it was a few of us that was going back and forth or whatever. I mean, it's just good to be able to do... it. You, like, you don't have to do every kind of room all the time, but it's good to know that you can. Yes. Because you're not always given the choice. Yeah, this is true, <laughs> you right? You feel really safe when you only perform for one crowd. Yeah. And then when you step outside that crowd for a second, it, it's jarring. You're like, yes. oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> I don't have as much in common with these people. Right. I have to figure out what's funny about humanity and not yes. just... You know, like for me, it's like, oh, I perform for nerds. I perform for nerds. Like, you know, but I, sometimes I got to go perform for yeah, yeah. non-nerds. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so that's the way that, you know, I felt about it. Like, yo, if I if I do it this way, then it works, which is a way that we all should do it. Because like Seinfeld said, we're not construction workers, you know. <laughs> You're just using our heads, man. And right. so if you, if you can't appeal to everyone, then you really shouldn't be doing this in right. a sense you know yeah and well and then because in the night I'm, I'm guessing this was early 90s when you yeah were doing this. yeah yeah early 90s absolutely early 90s like 90 i started in 93 yep 93. yeah okay so that's sort of around 
when the comedy boom died down from the 80s, because a lot of the comedy clubs started closing and it got it, it got a little it got a little morose in mm-hmm. comedy but mm-hmm. but also that sort of alternative comedy movement which really kind of said the opposite of like no 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 you should only perform for your crowd mm-hmm. uh which is was fun at the time but again but it's kind of dangerous because you chicago i feel like has there's so many different um so many different audiences in chicago it's which i imagine prepared city. you to perform Around the country. Yes, yes, yes. This is a segregated city, definitely, like, hands down. But I think, like, that's what I was saying earlier. I think that kind of, it prepared me to be who I am to this day as far as, you know, um, talking about the topics that I talk about and how I do it and the delivery of it. And, you know, and back then it was about originality, too. You mm-hmm. know, it, was about, it wasn't just about joke telling. You know, you had to almost not pour your soul, but pour your soul in a sense where it, it, it was more to you as a comic, you know, to be more than just funny. You know, I see a lot of comedians nowadays, hilarious, but that's it, you know, and, and that don't retain to me sometimes. Right. Not, I'm thinking retain to people. It's, it has to be something about that person that you feel, you know, it's an honestness that they have or, you know. Are you hearing that? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Are you hearing the sound? <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just tell them to give us four, 40 minutes. <laughs> They're fixing something. Well, yeah, we're repainting the. Uh, we're repainting the outside of the house. Oh yeah. So they're just taking off old layers of paint. Nice around the house. This house has been around for. 90 years mm-hmm. and uh and so it there when people would come in throughout the years who lived here they would just put paint on top of paint on top of paint on top of paint so they're just taking it they're just taking it down we're trying to make yeah, the house yeah, like yeah, what yeah, it was yeah, when yeah. it was built nice so that's nice um so anyway but to hear what you're saying is uh it's it's most people don't really think of comedy as they just think of it as one thing mm-hmm. you know but to but to have but to have the understanding that yes there are people who are great joke tellers but if they don't if you don't connect with them yeah. as a person yeah then you might leave and they go what'd you do oh I saw this great comic what'd they say you know I don't remember but it was funny you know <laughs> yeah, right, right. as opposed to someone you know where you come away and go holy shit you know yeah. I saw whatever I saw any any great comic and right. I really feel like I connected with them you yeah. want to connect with the audience it's like if you see a super fine woman you see her and she's beautiful but you don't know nothing I mean you might talk to her for a minute but right. you'll walk away like she was fine but I don't know I don't remember her name I don't know what <laughs> she did but she was fine yeah. you know like that's how comics are to me in a sense. But then every now and then it'll be a woman that you'll meet and you'll be like, no, she was a, no, she worked at Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> she worked on fries. She had, grew like this beautiful tan hair and she, oh, and her name was Amber and she was a, like, you know everything about her. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's all about connection. Like, everyone, it's, it's everyone, needs, everyone needs a connection. But, it, but it, it's the delivery that that woman gave you that made you 
you remember that stuff about right, her. Right, right, right. So it's like that with like comics to me. It's like it's this one comic every now and then that are coming off. Like I mean, like you, like like it's it, you have your own thing about you that is so amazing that makes Chris who Chris is. You know what I mean? Like you identify with like, nerds or whatever it is, sure. but it ain't even a, to me. It ain't even nerds. It's just. It's you. You know what I mean? It's your thoughts that makes you different, that makes me go, no, no, that dude is amazing. Oh, thanks, man. You know what I mean? Well, I think you when you first start doing comedy or you first start – I think when you first start doing any any art, a lot of people – and this was me included – Go to feel like oh my feelings aren't that interesting. I need to go outside and find what's funny about other things. Yeah, and then as you get a little older, I think you either just run out of other things to write about, and so you just start writing about yourself, and then right. you realize like oh maybe That's maybe there is, is some value because yeah. you don't feel you're like well this isn't funny. It's just my life. Yeah, it's not that funny. Yeah, yeah, but other people will relate to it because you're a human and you have experiences exactly, and they have experiences. Exactly. And I think I think it's the fact that we love to like I'm I'm really big on worlds. Let me explain the world of other people. I, I, just different worlds. Um, your world, the the world of uh, archaeologists, right. uh, astronauts. You know, like. These different worlds, there are worlds and lives that go on every day that I would not know anything about. But to learn about that or see that, it makes it, it, it it's it's entertaining, it's also knowledgeable and, and it's just great to to see that and, and that's what I think each comic should be. It's like you're giving us your world. You're right. giving us how you see this, you know what I'm saying, which makes you unique in your way and it makes me see things differently because you see things differently you right. know what i mean well like, yeah so. cuz you think any when i when i think of the 70s where i think you know like some of the great um archetypal comics were and you and the thing that they have in common is that they were all personal and very point of view richard pryor yes. steve martin who did a very surreal take on yeah. you know but his voice of being the fake Vegas performer, yeah, making yeah. fun of it was great. Joan Rivers, yes. George Carlin. When you look at any of their material and you go, they were so much them, as much them as they could be. And prior, it, you know, like he's telling these really fucked up stories. Uh, yes. And you're coming out of a period of time where people didn't really talk about really personal yes. things. And he's like, here's the time I lit yes. myself on fire because I was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and he makes it funny. You know, like that mm-hmm. is, that's such a great. Uh, lesson to go back for any young performer and, to look at them, and that's his world, you know. Right. Like George Carlin, he talked about religion, the way, and seeing it from his point of view makes you go, "Wow!" And for him to talk about that seemed like no one wasn't no one talking about that. That's right, something that that's that was his world. You know what I mean? Like I, I like seeing these worlds. I like that. And when I see comics today, and I see them telling clever jokes. That ain't enough for me. I need your world. Right. I need the world you're in. Tell me about the world you're in. I don't give a fuck how fucked up it is, how lopsided it is. Let me hear your world. Right. Let me see that. As opposed to trying to write funny jokes. Thank you. you, Because a lot of times when you... um, You never know what an audience is... I mean, I I feel like I never exactly know what an audience is going to respond to. But if you... You know, if if you start... Talking honestly, not so much a therapy session, but if you, you know, if you, when you get experience, you know how yes, to present material. Exactly. 
you, you'll start finding that the audience. Do you I'm, do you find that the audience relates in places that you didn't expect? Where you go, oh, that's what you think is funny, or do you always know? Like, I think this is where it's going to get them. No, I, I'm like, like I, I, I figure out my mind where I want to take them and, and what I want to give them. What they get out of it is always interesting to see, and nine times out of ten, they do get out what I think that they're going to get out of what, what I'm saying or whatever. But every now and then, no, I, I, I can't pinpoint that. They'll come to me and be like, man, I like when you did da-da-da-da-da, which is what make me be a better this, that, and third. Because then I go, oh, you know what? That's Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's a good way of looking at it, too. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't figure it out that way. But I think some. You ever talk sometime and you you don't even know what you're saying? Like, you teaching yourself, like, you don't say nothing in your mind. You be like, that's good. Like, <laughs> once in a while, something will come up. Every once in a while. Go, I should probably write that down because I, I will forget it. And I don't know when that will happen Just in again. the midst of you trying to teach somebody something, you'll say something profile. Like, wow, like that was great, but you be cool with it, but... Yeah, that, that's that happens when I'm on stage, you know. Sometimes, and 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 then I, I I, t- I, I pay attention to that. You know, it's good to pay attention to those moments. You know, I think a lot of comic. I, I ain't gonna say a lot. I'm not sure, but I think comedians need to pay more attention to themselves. Right. You know, I think we let go so much. Because we don't want to look like that guy that's always on or whatever. But you ain't got to be goofy and all that with, when it comes to material. But I think that we need to pay more attention to ourselves. And I think we'll tap into at least an extra 15% of greatness that we overlook in our daily days. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you just spend a whole day thinking the way that you think, writing down stuff and You'll you'll be amazed of that extra ten percent that adds up. Well, yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think people even people who aren't comics should probably pay attention to. I mean, Very as, true. A, as a comic, I think it's more than most businesses. You're sort of forced to confront yourself, true, and go inward more than most business. You know, like it. it, it every, every business you're. I mean, everything that people do, every profession. Obviously, you should put your yourself into it. Mm-hmm. But even for people who who don't necessarily have you know traditionally creative arts jobs, should still try to understand who they are and how they see the world yeah. and what they're about. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you're just sort of on autopilot and you you're, yeah. you're not as in control of your life. It's so much better to try to understand who you are and why you do things and what you like That's and true. you know because then you then I think you have the ability to control a little bit more, you know, have yeah. a little more control over your life. Yeah, and that's true. You, you absolutely hit, hit, hit a nail on the head. Yeah. Are you a, you, you seem like a very well-adjusted comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deception. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Whatever I say, I always be like, yeah, Dion's got, he's got to figure it out. Like, you know, like, he seems very calm. He seems very peaceful. He seems like he's figured it out. Do you feel that way? I mean, you know, I'm I'm an overthinker, man, and you know, I think, and you know, I I try to figure it out as much as possible, you know. But um, I'm I would never say I got it all figured out at all, but I tend to, uh, you know, really really think it out, you know, really think it out, and 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 then take that chance, you know. 
I figure like if you're not on the edge, you're not close enough. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna get to the edge. I'm gonna figure out the good and the bad, and then I'm gonna jump. Right. You know. So when I land, I'm prepared for whatever, the yeah. good or the bad. So I never know, but I, I know my choices. Right. But I never know what the choice will be. Put it like that. Are you? Do you think it's a good time for comedy or a scary time for comedy? I just I think, you know, we're in a time where if someone can hear jokes out of context and go, you can't say that. That's offensive. And then people like flip yeah. out and then it's just like an outrage machine online. I mean, do you, do you feel like as a comic, do you, do you go, Oh, I need to be careful about what I say. Or do you just feel like, well, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, then get mad. And that's, that's not my problem. Uh, nowadays, to be honest with you. And I hate that it's this way, but nowadays I've been more cautious than I've ever been because we live in an era now, man, where everybody's so sensitive. It's like it is it is the worst. It is the worst every how how sensitive everyone is. And people might hate me for saying this, but I honestly think sometimes it has to do with the way that people have been raised in the last twenty years too. Been being not told the truth about the world, being told that they're great and and they're amazing and there's no one else greater than you. This is you. Your, Katie is not a, this is Katie's like mantra of like, don't give out participation <laughs> trophies. Drives her nuts. Yo, am I, you am have I to right? learn you how to fall to, and get back up. How to fall and get back up. Yeah. So it's to this point now where everybody's so raised to the point where you're so amazing and you can't break nobody's feelings and tell them the truth that when they do hear it. It's outrage now. Right. And it's like, that's not outrage. That's the, this is real world. Like, right. how, you just can't handle that. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you, if you can't, if you, if you don't, everyone's picture doesn't deserve to be on a refrigerator. <laughs> 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 Some need to go into the drawer. <laughs> I'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it. But no one needs to see Not this. refrigerator worthy. <laughs> if you bomb, don't ever do stand up again. If you bomb, don't you ever pick up a mic in your life. <laughs> But you know what's great? You know what's great about that is that you, you know, if it, 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 comedy is such a great metaphor for life in the sense that it's okay to bomb, yeah. and just because you bomb doesn't mean that you have to flip out and caught, you know, like create a outrage or kind of like, okay, that didn't work. I wasn't happy with the outcome. Yeah. What can I do? You know, rather than just getting mad, yeah. this sort of this discomfort that I feel, how can I use that yes. to create something better or, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of the time the best things happen after mistakes or quote unquote failures. Absolutely. Because you figure out how to improve or it takes you in a direction that you never would have thought of before. Yeah, because if it would have worked right out the gate, you would have left it like that. And sometimes I think that it's not lazy, but it could have been better. Right. You know, and, and sometimes you bombing. Has you it makes you perfect that 
yeah. you know, and, and, and make it better rather than it working and you just going, oh, it worked. Great. All right. I'm well, done also with it. Well, you don't appreciate it as much. And, you, and this is exactly what I meant. Yeah. If you exactly fall on your ass a bunch and then something goes right, you really you appreciate really that thing. You really appreciate <laughs> that thing, right? You really appreciate it, man. And so I just, yeah, I just think that right now, man, I remember I had a, con- I had a conversation with uh, Damon Wayans one time in New York and I, and I told him, I was like, I said, man, 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 you still doing stand-up? Where you been, man? I haven't seen you, man. I love your work or whatever, man. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I still perform whatever. And this is around the time that Malaysian plane went mm-hmm. down or whatever. And I asked him, I said, what do you feel about that Malaysian plane disappearing or whatever? And he simply told me, he said, I'm an American. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> what and I mean? was, I just was like. Well, have a wonderful day. Like, and I just walked off the elevator. <laughs> My, as I walked away, I mouthed, what the fuck was that? What did that mean? What did that mean? Why is it with me still? Why like, is it? <laughs> Maybe he was going through something that day. But I, but I, I, I got it. I got it in a sense. He's like, yo, like... If I give the real, it's not real. I, I I'll be just saying something to appease and give the audience. He was like, but nowadays I just do not have an opinion the way that I used to because it's really not my opinion. Right. And so I get what he was saying, you know. But I mean, and maybe it, it was far fetched or whatever. But I, I I understand that. And nowadays you have to look at that. Like it's just really these jokes that we write nowadays. Uh, are these really your opinions? You mm-hmm. have to really look at, are you modifying this now? And I'm not, I'm guilty of it. I have modified a few jokes because I believed in them and, and I thought that the message of the joke is more important than me just throwing it away because I feel like I'm not being real enough with it. But I think that, you know, the, the way that we modify these jokes now, I think comedy is the last form of raw expression. And if everybody takes that away from us, then we are doomed. Movies suck. Music sucks. <laughs> I'm not even lying, man. Suck. So if we t- if comedy, if we if you all going to come over to us now and, and water us down, it's like it's the worst. It's like now it seems like comics give the audience what they want instead of the audience coming to escape from what they usually want and get and coming to the world of someone else. It's like movies. You go, you go, you don't go to the movies to see some shit you like or want to hear or whatever. You go watch this movie to escape into this world and, that's how a comic should be. Should well, it's just that, like I said before, people just think comedy is one thing, and there's just too much subtlety and nuance and context, and not all jokes are equal. Yeah. So a jo- one joke from one point of view uh, could be just mean and bullying, but from a different person with a different point of view, it's satirical, yeah. and they're actually saying the opposite yeah. to highlight the point. Yes. That you would probably be on the side of if yeah. you paid attention to what the context was. Yes. But when you think, see things taken out of context or in a headline, so-and-so says this, mm-hmm. and there's no context given, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, now people are just getting, getting mad at something that yeah. they didn't really fully understand what the messaging was. Yeah. And they actually may have sided with the person if they actually understood what it was that was being said. But, Absolutely. But people don't want to take the time to understand anymore. People just want to get mad because it's... It's very gratifying. I mean, there are definitely things to be f- furious at in the mm-hmm. world right now. Yes. But it is also 
it feels good to get pissed. Like, yeah. it's very gratifying yeah. to be like, yeah! You know, it's just like, fuck you, man! You know, like, it's really fun, it's fun to be outraged. Like, you get a little fucking outrage boner. Right, you know? right, right. Oh, right. Dick's so mad! <laughs> Why did I see that thing? <laughs> you know, like it's just so, it just feels good. I'm having a good time tonight. What about you? I feel so alive. I'm alive. I'm going to tweet about it. <laughs> all caps. I just fucking ripped the caps lock off. Just, they're just all caps all the time. That's what I fucking do. <laughs> Put that on the t-shirt. Hey, what was that you were all mad about? All caps all the time. <laughs> what was that you were mad about yesterday? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. No, no, no. I'm mad about a new thing. <laughs> but it's cool not to remember about things. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just in a fucking outrage I loop. I know, man. Everyone is outraged. And, and you know, it's to the point now where... I don't even know when I'm outraging someone. So right. much stuff just pops up all the time. I just found out recently, you're not supposed to call, like, uh, okay, you call them little people now? Right, right. So I didn't even know that I was... Now you know. But I think a lot know. of that has to do with just, you know, if it's a specific group, if they, you know, if a word was... A, you know, a pejorative term was essentially assigned, mm-hmm. and I think it's sort of that group's way of saying, like, "Hey, we're going to choose the term, yeah, for, because it's us, because yeah. we're going to choose this term." Yes, and so you know that that doesn't even that doesn't bother me as at all. I sort of be like, "Okay, well, if that you know, if that's your term, that's your term." Yeah, but it's it's just but I don't know. But you don't. Know. <laughs> that's all that I'm saying. How do you get to me and let me know this? <laughs> it's not Can like it? a, not like a like at the grocery store a bulletin board of like. Okay, this week, <laughs> out with this, in with this. Okay, good. I checked the list. Everything's good. You learn by essentially accidentally I wading into accident. it and people going, Hey, the fuck, man? You stupid fucking piece of shit. And I was like, okay, maybe yeah, I just maybe, maybe. made an honest oh, mistake. Oh, I did not know. I right. apologize. I'm, not trying, I'm to... not trying to do that. I just did not know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's happened really- to me. My friend was like, no, you can't say that. And I was like, what? Yeah, did not know that was a thing. So, you know, get get your get your words out, ladies and gentlemen. Like whatever your <laughs> group is, if you want us to know something, let us just, just you know at Dion Cole. And just <laughs> let him know. Send me a list of send stuff. Send me a list let of everything. <laughs> yeah, so we know what's so we'll okay. Know what's okay to say. Yeah, yeah. from now on. <laughs> but it, but I think that's why if you focus more on yourself. As a as the as the source of comedy, it's edgier and at the same time safer because mm-hmm. if you're talking about your own experiences, you know, like my last special, I did a bunch of stuff about my dad dying and being in the Dead Dad Club, and I knew that if <laughs> yeah. anyone had a problem with, it, I'd be like, well, fuck you, that's my that's, experience yeah, with it, yeah. and my dad's dead, and yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm dealing with it. Yeah. And fortunately, all the people who had been through this a similar thing. We're like, oh, okay, I appreciate that because I've been through it too. Usually it's people who aren't even involved with the group. They're going, you can't say that. Well, you're policing for them? Why can't you let let the Dead Dad Club speak for themselves? You know what I mean? Like, our dads are dead. Your dad's not dead. Fuck you. You can't. It's like, how arrogant. Yeah. But like you said, everybody wants the outrage, man. But that's funny, though. That's That's totally so. That's why I think it's safe. It's better to just talk about your own your own experiences. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. What what like what do you do when you're 
when you're writing or you sort of feel like, I'm out. I've gotten to the end of me. I don't know what else I can, you know, like operation style, dig out of my body to present as material. Then what do you do? Man, I, me, me personally, I just, I just, I, I, I love observational stuff. So as long, as long as I can keep that creative juice going, then I'm good. And Sometimes I do get to a point where I'm like, okay, what what can I write? I don't even know what to write about now. But anytime I get stuck like that, I uh, put myself in positions I wouldn't normally be in, and that gets me material. Oh know? yeah, like I'll go to a dog show in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I would sit in that motherfucker and just look around, like, okay. I, Leave with a hot five. Like, <laughs> can I pitch you a show for you? Yeah, <laughs> you just—that is the fucking greatest idea. So the show, maybe it's even just a, a web series, so that you, it could be shorter. But the show, yes. is you going to all these weird things that you would never go to. You go to a dog show, so it's shot sort of documentary style. Mm. And the end of every episode is the five minutes that you do about that experience. That would be. In fucking say. Just so people could see you react see. in these like fish out of water situations, but then, but and then actually see what the result of the material is oh. at the end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I love watching your, your, your the hands on the head, the mind being blown. My yeah. mind was racing just now. I'm like, that would be insane to do. Oh, can I, can I pitch that show with you? Fuck you. What? Let's, the fuck yeah! Let's Look at that this. Show. This would be great. Show. Let's do that. We go I'm, to a, dead go ass. a dog show. Go to a rodeo. Go to, go go to a, a fucking uh, curling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Competition, like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, go to these things and just sit and get, and trip out and react to that shit, and then do a high five on it. Like, so almost a little, almost a little like Insomniac, but not not entirely. But yeah. at the, you know, and then we could just shoot all of the material like in uh, one or two shows. So it's like there's this chunk, here's this chunk, yeah. here's this chunk, and then just like cut it up, and then that will be. Yo, Chris, that, dude, that is amazing. I seen it. I seen something going on in Chris' face too, because when I was talking, he just like froze. Like, it's wait a, a minute, yo. I want to see you at a dog show. I want to see you reacting at a dog show, because then I get to see your process. I get, to, I get all the comedy of you processing yeah. being there. And then I get to see what fruit it bears at the end and what you took away from it. And that's exactly what I do. I promise you, a speed dating thing, uh, whatever whatever it is. But, yeah, and just go and sit there, like, and just, like, I remember one day a friend of mine was like, man, I got to go to this. I got to go to this wedding rehearsal. I was like, oh, you in the wedding? They was like, yeah. And I was like, can I go? And they was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like what? No one ever asked what? that question, by the way. Not one person has ever said, can I go to that wedding rehearsal? I was like, what do you mean you want to go? I was like, I just want to go. They was like, uh, okay. I was like, all right. And just showed up when oh, this is perfect. Oh, no, just yeah, I left with about a good two minutes. I want to send you to a bat mitzvah. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go to a bat mitzvah. Just... 
<laughs> just to understand. <laughs> I will be there tomorrow with a gift in my hand, just like <laughs> knowing I'm there for material, but I got a gift, like it's some bullshit gift, like that, yeah. that you shouldn't give or whatever, just there for the material. You well, know? it's a great. That's funny Chris. It, it's also just a great it's also a great creative exercise you know it's like you're breaking your pattern you're breaking your habits yeah. and you're putting your you know you're 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 understanding that oh i'm gonna i'm gonna exp- I'm, i don't know this world but when i come out of it my brain is gonna express it in a way yes. that i can sort of present it to other people yeah. and sort of be like, I went to the craziest thing and here's all the stuff that you need yeah. to know about this. Dude, that would be crazy. I'm, and, and it's never ending. Yeah. It's ne- never no. ending. No, I'm sure there are millions of weird things that you've never done. Millions of weird things. That would be great. Look at that. All right. All right. Do, I mean, do you have time? You're, already, you're working on like five shows already. No, but we definitely, no, we can do that. We can definitely put that in the works. I promise, because this is something that doesn't have to be shot no. every week, two no. weeks like that. We can go two weeks and shoot three of 12 episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go oh, to the oh, things oh, oh, and then Yeah, you... like we can do like a, a episode a day. All we have to do is go there and like... Look around and be there, and then the next day we had another place. Two weeks, we could shoot ten episodes, or maybe even no more than that. If we and do then when you're ready, day. then when you're ready, you you know like get all the material together, and then you shoot that when that's ready. Yeah, and then you just and, and you just, just smush it all together. Smush it all together because the five minutes that we'll do would be at the end of each show. That's right, and just do that five and just whatever. I mean, it'd be between five and three minutes, just closing the show out with yeah. What, what we wrote from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're doing a 21-minute show, then your last act is <clears throat> like three or four minutes. Right. And uh, and so every so it's like 15 minutes of... 15, 16 minutes of you being at this thing. Being at this thing. And then three or four minutes of like, what did that... You know, what did that yield? Yeah, because... Oh, you, so much fun. And we do like a minute of prep or two minutes of prep or three minutes of prep before getting to the place. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then the chaos at the place or how whatever goes on at that place. And yeah, like, I see it. Yeah, because you'd only need a few, uh, three or four hours at each place mm-hmm. to get enough to, to cut down, you know, 15 minutes of material, of yeah. 15, 16 minutes of yeah. what, whatever that experience yeah. was. and to promote whatever's going on as well, too. Oh, this is so much Dude, fun. That would be crazy, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Me too. Too. I'm so excited. This is documented too. Well, I just yeah, I just want to make fun shows with really funny people and nice people and and uh, and you're always great whenever you came on the show at midnight. Oh, oh yeah, thank you, you for and, having me. And, so uh, great, thank you. And also, you know, uh, I also recognize. I mean, you must have an insane work ethic. I mean, legitimately to to do the amount of comedy that you do and to work on all these different things. Uh, you know, it's not. It's like when you meet successful people and you start looking at their process. You go, "That's not an accident. Yeah. You didn't just fall into that. Yeah. You, that was the result of so much work that people don't always see. Yeah. But it finally starts to, you know, it finally starts to produce stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's the belief in others too, seeing seeing what 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 you can do and believing in you and getting behind you. You know, like even with you, man, you've been in the game. <laughs> Seriously, man, you've been in the game Long for time. a minute, man. And I mean, in these last years, these last few years, man, like 
just boom. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't deny talent. I don't care how long you take. Talent, a star is a star is a star. And, <laughs> and a great comic is a great comic. Is a great. You cannot take that away. So to see you having everything that you have right now, man, it's so amazing to what? see because you put that work in. You know? was, and, and <laughs> There were some dark times. <laughs> there were some dark times. Oh, I met Larry Why Wilmore. Why is he shaking? No, I, no, no, no. <laughs> I met Larry Wilmore for the first time at the Emmys. Yeah. He's fucking great. Isn't he, man? God, I love that guy. Yeah, that's another guy who, man, works crazy, man. He's got mad shows that he's consulting and producing and doing as well as blackish you know and insecure and man yeah, yeah he's he's man larry's the man uh, superman he really is and I, I i would love to see him get back on television you know like to mm-hmm. have a have a show yeah and uh i think it would be great to see him with the show on like cnn or msnbc yeah. to do to do what he was doing over at comedy central but to but to put it on like a like yeah. a you know to be the funny show and the uh, socially relevant show on a, on like that on that type of channel, I think it would be so great. Yeah, to I, see. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to see him um, in that same situation, like you were saying. I would love to just see him just stretch out and just be him, and because because I I want to hear Larry, Larry, you know, what I mean, right. like just you know, just really how he think, like the. Like the Daily Show, that was Larry telling you how he really thought about right. that, you know, and it wasn't structured, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it has to be structured, but more Larry, because Larry is hilarious with his thoughts. Yeah, but know? just maybe, maybe, uh, maybe not a Daily Show, because that's a fucking pain. <laughs> yeah, the Daily show really I was trying to not do. to say that, but <laughs> I was like, more Larry. The Daily Show, but I mean, doing a Daily Show is. Is is not uh, is not an easy thing. No, and it was no. it was kind of funny to see um, uh, to see Kimmel and Colbert razzing John Oliver at the Emmys a little yeah, bit. Like, oh, you right? just do the show once a week, do you? <laughs> and uh, I mean, and John is incredible, but uh, yes, but, he is. But when you're doing a daily show, you're like, fuck, I wish I had a whole week to write a, one monologue, you know? But uh, yeah, but a, but a daily show, you just don't. It's like what? What can we cobble together today? All right, man, it's done. I don't no. remember what we did yesterday. We have to do it again all no, over today. I mean, working on Coney, man. I know that grind. That grind is crazy. Like yeah. for, for every day, yeah. I, I know exactly that grind. That grind is. People have no idea how that is to come up with new material every day like that you know it's hard man so and to just to basically have to forget it and the next day do it all over oh, again yeah, and you yeah. just get home and you're like oh oh my god <laughs> it's like you're being chased by a bear <laughs> that bear is failure every day every you're like day. you just make it back to your cabin oh, oh you know that bear's gonna chase you tomorrow i can't deal with that tomorrow i that right now i just need to go to bed I need to take a bath and go to bed. I'll, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Exactly what it is. Yeah, man. And you know, you exactly leave that cabin the next day is. and you just see the bear pace. Like, fuck, I gotta do this again. <laughs> oh, I gotta go get fish. How <laughs> do I give out every day? I gotta go get fish by this bear. You know that bear's gonna be there. I know. <laughs> I know. I gonna chase me. Gonna chase me again. <laughs> chapter, I'll figure this out. I'll figure this out. So, uh, oh, is, is there anything like what? What do you have in? Tell me a little bit about the the game show. The, the game show that Wanda's producing. Yes, yes. It's called Face Value. It's coming on BET tomorrow. Oh, it sure. is a Wednesday. It is uh, every Wednesday. It's just a show. It's it's uh, Wanda Sykes' executive producer. 
producer as well as her partner Paige and uh, to me as a host and uh, Tiffany Haddish she's the uh, Tiffany's the best yeah she's a does a lot of man on the street for the show she's hilarious god damn it I love her yeah man she's so funny on the show man and um, it's just a show where we like profile and we people profile people all the time and they thought of a show where it was like, yo, let's pay people to profile people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it was. And I mean, and that's what it is. And the show is great, man. It's not just making fun of people. It's also, you know, showing, you know, that you can be wrong about who you judge, you know, as well. So it's it's a it's a it's a fun show, man. It's just a fun show to play. So. I'm so glad. I, I remember maybe three years ago. I saw Tiffany at the improv lab, like the side room off the improv, uh-huh. and she was so fucking funny, and I emailed from the show, I emailed our booker, and I was like, you have to get Tiffany Haddish on at midnight, and every and she killed the first time she came on, which yeah. is hard to do on our show. Yeah. People usually had to catch the rhythm, but she yeah. killed the first time, and every time she would come on, I would go, okay, this is one step closer to you being a star and never come, never, and not, and our show being beneath you. So I just want to make sure we get you on we get you while, on. while you're still willing to do the show. Right, right. But she's right. just such a fucking comedy nah, she's superstar. A, she's amazing. We just performed together in Florida maybe about a month or two to go, and it was just amazing. Just that one two punch we gave him, man. She, she's, she's remarkable. Where were you? Where'd you perform? Uh, I think it's called uh, D A N I A. What is that? Dayton. I don't know. Where, what city? Dayton. Oh, Dayton. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not, Daytona. No, not Daytona. It's D A N I A. What is that? Sorry. Say it again. D A N I A. What is that? In Florida. Den- 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 Denia Beach. Dan- yeah, yeah, Dayton. Dania Beach, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We was down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was down there. So yeah, it was great. Everybody came out to uh, to sold out shows. It was amazing. Are you doing theaters now? Or are you doing well, clubs? Well, I'm still doing clubs, man. And I'm doing some theaters, but I'm still like doing clubs or whatever. Like the but club experience, it's though. nothing like the club experience. But I, I think I'm leaning a lot more towards theaters now because my my work schedule won't allow me to. Just be gone for Thursday, Friday, exactly. Saturday. So like I can't I can't do it like that no more. But but there's some dates that I still do have like that, but a lot of them they have been conduced to like just Friday, Saturday or Saturday. Right. And that's it. Yeah. So That's cool. It's a transition that's happening as we speak. So um yeah, I think I might be going towards leaning a lot more towards theaters now. Yeah, I mean it's it, they're they're both such different animals. It's like I know. I'm I'm going I'm going to go do a bunch of club dates cuz I just need to get material. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's so much fun cuz you're just in it. I you're love just the in it. You're not presenting material. You're like you're doing it with the audience. Like you're yes. just in it and it's so much it's so yeah, fun it's that like way. It's like you can it's, it's 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 approachable. Like everyone's right there. I love clubs. A nice Wednesday come in early so you could do press Thursday morning and then be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That is ideal to me. That is I love the clubs. I love that away being away from my everyday to be in a new city or a city that I like to revisit it. Love it, you know, but my schedule just Right now, we tried it a few times. It couldn't work. So, you know, I mean, it's a good problem to have. But, yeah, we're trying to figure out how I can still go out and, you know, hit the people at least once or two days a week, a weekend instead of, 
you know. Are you doing a lot of local shows in L.A.? I haven't, but I'm about to start back up. I'm about to start back up and doing a lot of stuff. Like I said, this has just started. This situation with me, it just mm-hmm. started because we started shooting like at the end of October. I mean, August. And so we've been trying to figure it out, but uh, I'm about to start doing a lot of stuff around the, around Los Angeles, like definitely, like every cool. night almost. Yeah, it's a good time for comedy in L.A. right now. There's, oh, a, lot of good, there's oh, a lot of good places. A lot of good places, yeah, a lot of great places. So I was up probably about two weeks ago. I was up at the uh, comedy store yep. and went up there. and uh, Yeah, I'm, but I'm definitely about to start hitting it, yeah. Good. Well, I hope to see you around. Yes. Uh, but but we have to like we have to make this. Show. We have to develop we this show. Have we have to, to pitch this show. We have to I think pitch of a good this. name. A good and name. We we I know we we gonna come up with a good name for it. This is amazing. I'm so <laughs> excited, yo. Just to collab with you would be. This is. I'm telling you, this is gonna be crazy for us to shoot it. I promise you, it'll take us two weeks. Yeah, it's not God. a hard. It's really just. You know, if someone said, "Okay, do ten episodes," how hard is it to find ten thing, ten weird things that you've never done before? Oh, it is not hard at all. <laughs> just, I'm so interested from the from the comedy process side of like watching. Yeah, you know, like, oh wow, he had this experience that anyone could go have, but was able to extract this, this, and this from it and make, you know, make the jokes about this. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think that'd be really fun to watch. Exactly. I think it's a great idea, man. I'm so glad you used your brain like that, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Because I did not do what, what, what I said earlier. We have to pay more attention to ourselves. You know right. what I mean? And so... That was a great move on you, brother. I'm paying attention to you. <laughs> um, anything else you want to plug or promote? The, the stand-ups or the Netflix special? Stand-up Netflix special. It's like special. Five, five comics, right? Is Nikki in that? Six. Like- it was six of us. Nikki Glacier's yeah. in it. Yes, she is. Nikki, stop being mad at me, too. Damn it. She got mad at me for I don't even know what she mad at. Stop being mad. What the world, mad the world, the world is too small for that. <laughs> I, I left her mad messages. She won't call me back or nothing. I don't know. I, I think when we was taping the stand-ups, when the camera was off, I asked the audience something, and she said something, and I was like, who is that? And then everybody was like, oh, and I, I couldn't see her. Oh, okay. And they it was, was like, it's Nikki. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, girl, I didn't know that was you. After that, no calls back. Oh, no. I'm like, Nikki, <laughs> stop it. Stop if it, she girl. finally texts you back, just go, who's yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's this, Nikki? You know, uh, she's great, I'm also playing. one of I my favorites. I love Nikki. Nikki, Nikki is great. Fortune, everybody, everybody else. Oh, Fortune's in it. Oh, man, yes. what a great. Yeah, it was a great lineup. It was great, man. Everybody that was a part of it. Shout out to Netflix. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, check that out. New Def Jam. Um, 25 years that came out today Def Jam uh, anniversary 25 years it's on Netflix and we're shooting Blackish now Blackish is October 3rd um, on ABC Tuesday and then we have face value which is tomorrow please watch it on B. by the time this goes up that'll already be on so people can people can see it oh okay cool and then yeah. Gronish when is Gronish Gronish will be next year shit it'll be next year we shooting that right now but it should be done by next year edited and ready and all of that so. excellent yes man I'm so glad we got a chance to sit down and talk thank you so much this for coming over such an honor Chris thank so you great. for having me brother good to see you Dion you too bro enjoy your burrito everyone <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. 
from the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is winner go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges. They will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The Goat. Stream free on Amazon Freeview or Prime Video.